it ain't. It ain't the end of the world, as the kids say. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Literally Literary. With us, as always, is Sean Mr. Sean Faubernitz. Yep. I am Joey Bonnier. And here he is. He, you forgot. He's not dying, John O'Brien. Christ. You got I, one job. Yeah. Flying, buying, crying. Well, spying. He, he totally forgot to do Mind. anything and just went to his default. But... Jiving. Yeah. Mm, that's a tough one to make a good rhyme. I, I actually don't even think it's O'Brien. Yeah, I guess it's fine. Okay. For O'Brien. Am I not allowed to use the INGs? Yeah, that really opens it up. O'Brien is pretty rough. I mean, you well, you can just you know apostrophize it. Exactly. So it's okay. Anything I want, that's okay. I take poetic license. You're allowed, totally, and I I afford thee such. Thank you, sir. (laughs) Thou art welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody! I think this is within. I think this is actually our Christmas episode now, which we're now recording minutes after the (laughs) week's episode that you heard. Last minute shopping. Fine. Fuck you. Uh, what are you doing? You can't tease me like that. Joey loves you that gave song. Me, he got really excited. You gave me musical blue balls. Play it. Thank you. Remember to follow us at all our <laughs> other shows. Text before calling. Politicking. Text before calling. And going. Text before calling. Don't. Don't even go to I mean, text before calling. It is a text before calling song. That's We're going to be was, advertising yeah. it throughout this entire thing. <laughs> no, don't advertise. They're doing fine. Listen to Paul Tinkering. I think it's the least listened to. Good. <laughs> Fuck that show. <laughs> I'm teasing. Welcome back to Literally Literary, my darling snowflakes. Remember to follow us at all of our other shows. Paul Tinkering, Going Down to South Park, Wild Wild Westworld, and... You can also head over to www.fallcast.com and uh, donate to our PayPal page. You can buy us dinner, which I would have ordered, but I fucked up. Sometimes I fuck up. What can I say, guys? You love me. I don't love me, but you love me. And I love you. I agree. Thank you. Let's get on with the show. Anyway. You feel better, Joey? Yeah. <laughs> a whole lot. Thank you, Mr. D. Sprouls. Anyway, I have books. Um, I have the same books I read last time, um, but I think we've been leading up to this each time, oh, so we should just go for it, right? Do it. Christmas Carol? Oh, yeah, that's cool. Do we have to? I mean, it's a tradition? I, I, at this point, it sort of is. Okay. We did it last year, so, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. since this We're is our second year. <laughs> exactly. The first annual. I mean, I, you know, the, the books I have just for posterity are Thomas Pynchon's V. I have Henry David Thoreau's Walden and Civil Disobedience. He's a good man in Thoreau. With a bookmark for the December part. I also have the, um, the classic uh, Mysteries of Sherlock Holmes, Upside Down, mm. which I started reading last time, and I did a terrible British accent. I apologize to everybody. I have Dubliner's um, I have The Dead by James Joyce in the, is the final story. That's a Christmas story. Which I started Says to read. You. you can head to, all right, technically it's January 6th, and I'll probably <laughs> read that after this, come to think of it, when Kelly's here. Thanks, boys. You're welcome. Um, and uh, I also have uh, The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Man, F. Scott Fitzgerald. I also have The Disaster Artist, uh, mm. um, which, which you know, is a movie that's out now, but 
You should go see it. It's actually not a bad movie, but the I, book about I, a movie I do recommend the book. A movie about. Yeah, you should go. You should see the room and then read the Disaster Artist and then see the room again and then ruminate for like a month. <laughs> then go see the movie, the, the, the Disaster Artist, directed by James Franco, which which will probably get nominated for Best Picture this year. Jesus. I don't know if it's deserve it or if it should, but um, it's very it's very good. What it's a very meta different. up our own ass culture. Fucking yeah, that's that ship is sailed. That's buddy. my present. Yeah. That's my present to thee, sir. Yeah, that the world is up its own ass. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. so let's just go to it. Let's yep. go back to where we. Where were we? The night before Christmas. So to recap, um, and uh, alter the house. First of all, you, of course, you can go back to last year. I don't remember exactly the number of the episode, but it's uh, not you know December twenty probably about fifty two episodes ago. <laughs> it's pretty. Good. <laughs> yeah, just subtract that number. Wow. That's exactly correct. And then you'll be fine. It was <laughs> like an IQ question. Thank you, Mr. Yeah. Fong. Um and uh and I'll bring you up to exactly where we are now. Um but but uh yeah, you know, uh Mickey Mouse was working in Scrooge Donald in Duck. uh in in uh in Scrooge McDuck's workshop mm. and Scrooge McDuck yelled at him and then went home and was annoyed, but then before he knocked the the knocker turned weird, and uh, your knocker turned down. weird. That's what she said. Uh, anyway. Is that before or after he took a dip in his pool of gold? Scrooge was not much in the habit of cracking jokes, nor did he feel in his heart by any means waggish. Then waggish. Mm. You're not going to ask me again, Sean. You asked me last time. Waggish. Yeah, waggish means dated, humorous, and a playful, mischievous, or. Uh, uh, facetious manner. Oh, I was thinking of a duck shaking the sh- water off its tail. I feel so irrelevant now. The truth is that he tried. No, I have a Kindle, so I can just rock it. Oh my it. god, you're that's totally what, irrelevant. I know the, the that's robot we- took my job. <laughs> <laughs> the truth is that he tried to be smart as a means of distracting his own attention and keeping down his terror for the spectator's voice. For the specter's voice disturbed the very mat- marrow in his bones. Slow that's down. where we stopped last Read time. The words. I'm just joining. I'm, I'm, I was, I was recapping us to know where we were last time. So say the words to sit, <laughs> to sit. Is that a blood sport reference? Uh, no, that's uh, evil dead. Okay. Or army of darkness more specifically to sit staring at those fixed glazed eyes in silence for a moment would play. Scrooge felt the very deuce with him. There was something very awful too. what the deuce. And the specters being provided. I think I might have to take my glasses off. I'm sorry. Hang on. You can do that. Ah, it's less Scrooge-like. I know, but it. It. I'm. I'm very in between at the moment. This mm. is a Kindle situation, which is. I'm. Oh I'm, I'm conflicted and confused. I've been do I need to install more lights again? I must What's say, going on? The, no, you're fine. It's just now. I'm like. I'm just off. Okay. I have to hold it farther away from myself, which is oh weird. God. All right. Anyway. Um. There was something very awesome to him, and the specters being provided with an infernal atmosphere of his own. Scrooge could not feel it himself. But this was clearly the case, for though the ghost sat perfectly motionless, ghosts, his hair and skirts and tassels were all agitated, as by the hot vapor from an oven, from an oven, oven, <laughs> from an oven, <laughs> from a coven. Of- my, my brain was thinking ocean for some reason, like that mirage that you see when there's like you know over an ocean. I don't know. Okay, from slow down. Read, read every. Letter. It's just the British accent. Oven. <laughs> so you, Oceana. You see this toothpick said Scrooge, returning quickly to the charge, for reason just assigned, and wishing, though it were only for a second, to divert the, the vision's stony gaze from himself. I do, replied the ghost, 
You are not looking at it, said Scrooge. But I see it, said the ghost, notwithstanding. Well, returned Scrooge, I have but to swallow this and be for the rest of my life, er, and be for the rest of my days persecuted by legion of goblins, all my own creation. Humbug, I tell you, humbug. Swallow was the name of the uh, uh, pet on the ambiguously gay duo. At this, the spirit raised a frightful cry and shook his chain with such dismal and appalling noise that Scrooge held on tight to his chair to save himself from falling in a swoon. But how much greater was his horror when, the phantom taking off the bandage round his head, as if it were too warm to wear indoors, his lower jaw dropped down upon his breast. Scrooge fell upon his knees and clasped his hands before his face. Mercy, he said, dreadful apparition! Why do you trouble me? Man the world, but man of the worldly mind, replied the ghost. Do you believe in me or not? <laughs> I do, said Scrooge. I must. But why do spirits walk the earth? And why do they come to me? It is required of every man, the ghost returned, that the spirits within him should walk abroad, should walk abroad among his fellow men and travel far and wide. And if that spirit goes not forth in light, it is condemned to do so after death. It is doomed to wander through the world, oh, woes, and witness what it cannot share, but might have shared on earth, and turned to happiness. Again, the specter raised a cry, and shook his oh, chain and wrung his shadowy hands. Park, not the ambiguously gay duo. Joy pointed out for me. Sorry. It was semen and swallow. Ah! The, uh... You are fettered, <laughs> said Scrooge, trembling. I am unfettered. Tell me why. I wear this chain I forged in life, replied the ghost. He's a maester. I made it link by link, yard by yard. I girded it of my own free will. And of my own free will, I wore it. Is its pattern strange to you? But who wore it best? Scrooge trembled more and more. Oh, would you know, pursued the ghost, the weight and length, the strong coil you bear yourself. It was full as heavy and long as this seven Christmas eves ago. You have labored on it since. It is a ponderous chain. Scrooge glanced about him on the floor the expectation of finding himself surrounded by some fifty or sixty fathoms of iron cable. But he could see nothing. It's three hundred feet. Jacob, he said imploringly. Old Jacob Marley. Tell me more. Speak comfort to me, Jacob. I have none to give, the ghost replied. It comes from other regions, Ebenezer Scrooge, and is conveyed by other ministers to other lands of men. Nor can I tell you what I would. A very little more is all permitted to me. I cannot rest. I cannot stay. I cannot linger anywhere. My spirit never walked beyond our counting house. Mark me. In life, my spirit never roved beyond the narrow limits of our money-changing hole. And weary journeys lie before me. There's no way to speak of your mother. It was a habit with Scrooge, whenever he became thoughtful, to put his hands in his breeches pocket. Pondering on what the ghost had said, he did so now, but without lifting, his, lifting up his eyes or getting off his knees.
You must have been very slow about it, Jacob, Scrooge observed in a businesslike manner, though with humility and deference. Slow, the ghost repeated. Seven years dead, mused Scrooge, and traveling all the time. The whole time, said the ghost. No rest, no peace, incessant torture of remorse. You travel fast, said Scrooge. On the wings of the wind, replied the ghost. You must have got over a great quantity of ground in seven years, said Scrooge. The ghost, on hearing this, set up another cry and clanked his chain so hideously in the dead silence of the night that the ward would have been justified in indicting it for nuisance. Oh, captive, bound, and double-ironed, cried the phantom, not to know that ages of incessant labor by immortal creatures for this earth must pass into eternity before the good of which it is susceptible it is all developed. Not to know that any Christian spirit working kindly in its little sphere, whatever it may be, will find its mortal life too short for its vast means of usefulness. Not to know that no space of regret can make amends for one life's opportunities misused. Yet such was I. Oh, such was I. <laughs> but you were always a good man of business, Jacob, faltered Scrooge, who now began aptly this to himself. He began to apply this to himself. Business, cried the ghost, wringing his hands again. Mankind was my business. The common welfare was my business. Charity, mercy, forbearance, and benevolence were all my business. The dealings of my trade were but a drop of water in the comprehensive ocean of the, my business. He held up his chain at arm's length, as if that were the cause of all his unveiling grief, and flung it heavily upon the ground again. At this time of the rolling year, the specter said, I suffer most. Why did I walk through crowds of fellow beings with my eyes turned down and never raise them to that blessed star which led the wise men to a poor abode? Were there no poor homes to me? Or there were no, no poor homes to which its light would have conducted me? Scrooge was very much dismayed to hear the specter going on at this rate and began to quake exceedingly. Hear me, cried the ghost. My time is nearly gone. I will, said Scrooge. But don't be hard upon me. Don't be flowery, Jacob. Pray. Fucking Google. How is it that I appear before you in a shape that you can see I may not tell? I have sat invisible beside you many and many a day. It was not an agreeable idea. Scrooge shivered and wiped the perspiration from his brow. That is no light part of my penance, pursued the ghost. I am here tonight to warn you that you have yet a chance and hope of escaping my fate. A chance and hope of my procuring Ebenezer. You're always a good friend to me, said Scrooge. Thank you. You will be haunted, resumed the ghost, by three spirits. Scrooge's countenance fell almost as low as the ghosts had done. Is that the chance and hope you mentioned, Jacob? He demanded. He demanded in a faltering tone. I... I think I'd rather not, said Scrooge. Without their visits, said the ghost, you cannot hope to shun the path I tread. Expect the first tomorrow, when the bell tolls one. Couldn't I take them all at once and have it over, Jacob? Ended Scrooge. Here, here. 
Expect the second on this next night at the same hour. The third upon the next night when the last stroke of twelve has ceased to vibrate. Look to see me no more and look for that for our own sake. You remember what has passed between us. When he had said these words, the specter took off his wrapper from the table and bound it round his head before. Scrooge knew this by the smart sound his teeth made when the jaws were brought together by the bandage. He ventured to raise his eyes again and found his supernatural visitor confronting him in an erect attitude, with his chain wound over about his arm. The apparition walked backward from him, and at every step he took, the window raised itself a little, so that when the specter reached it, it was wide open. He beckoned Scrooge to approach, which he did. When they were within two paces of each other, Marley's ghost held up his hand, warning him to come no nearer. It's one fathom. Scrooge stopped. Not so much in, in obedience as in surprise and fear, for on the raising of the hand he became sensible of confused noises in the air, incoherent sounds of lamentation and regret, wailings inexpressibly sorrowful, self-accusatory. The specter, after listening for a moment, joined in the mournful dirge and floated out upon the bleak dirge night. Mournful dirge? Dirge. A lament for the dead, especially one forming a part of funeral rite. A uh, special usage, a mournful song, piece of music, or poem. Singers chanted dirges. Dirge. Um, <laughs> quick, quick reference note, by the way. You guys catching all these? We got two that I can think of very specifically. Hamlet. And, um... Oh, oh sure, of course I yeah, knew that. Yeah, 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 we know that. Oh, I haven't read Hamlet fucking six times on this goddamn show before. And how many of those do you think I actually paid attention to? Fair enough. Uh, the other one also is another one of our shows that we've done, which is um, uh, Dante's Inferno. The well, Divine Comedy, the first part. Inferno. What were the references? The Burning of the Light. Uh, th- a couple of, so, oh, I gotta go back. Um, okay, sorry. No, it's okay. I don't mind. I'm going, it's, it's a Kindle. It's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> God. Is this, a pr- is this promotion? Are you getting paid by Kindle? I'm. It's a. It's an ebook. Man. All right. You can beep out Kindle if you really want. Fucking Amazon and Google are fighting now, and they're taking my YouTube's away. Fucking bullshit. Deep state. Yep. Um. Indeed. I think it was like I. My time is. My time's almost near. I guess that's sort of a thing. But it was. I don't know. It's very Hamlet. I'm trying to remember. When do we get to Buster Poindexter? Uh, the other one. It, it sounds of uh incoherent sounds of lamentation and regret, wailings of inexpressible sorrowful and self-destroy. That that whole bit where he's there which also by the way is a little bit hamlet but so like a ring of hell in fairness that hamlet was a reference to the inferno inferno you know see i'm not a burno i gonna burn over there that's as good as it gets <laughs> that's as good as it gets mr Fa. awkward dirge floated out upon the bleak dark night scrooge followed to the window Desperate in his curiosity, he looked out. The air was filled with phantoms, wandering hither and thither in restless haste, moaning as they went. Every one of them wore chains, like Marley's ghosts. Some few, they might be guilty governments, were linked together. None were free. Many had been personally known to Scrooge in their lives. He had been quite familiar with one old ghost in a white waistcoat with a monstrous iron safe attached to his ankle who cried piteously at being unable to assist a wretched woman with an infant whom he saw below upon a doorstep. 
the misery with them all. Oh, ah, sorry. The, the, the robot. <laughs> the robot skipped ahead. It scared the oh, shit out of me. That, that was in the thing. Fucking oh, ah. robots. The robot. Where the fuck am I? See? John Henry is always better. Um, John Henry? You mean John Hancock? The misery with them all. The misery with I, I mean them all was clearly that, that they sought to interfere for good <laughs> in human matters and had lost the power. Humans don't matter. Whether these creatures faded into mist or mist enshrouded them, he could not tell. But they and their spirit voices faded together, and the night became as it had been when he walked home. Scrooge closed the window and examined the door by which the ghost had entered. Like- I've heard the legend of John Henry, like, but what does that have to do with anything? He raced a um, a, a machine. Oh. And I think he lost. Now I get it. Or at least that was in one of the movies. Yeah. He tried to say, humbug, but stopped at the first syllable. And being from the emotion he had undergone. So he just gave a hummer? Or the fatigues of the day, or his glimpse of the invisible world. Or the dull conversation of the ghost, or the lateness of the hour, much in need of repose, went straight to bed, without undressing, and fell asleep on the instant. Man, I wish I could do that. I can. Really? Yeah, I'm really good. That's a superpower, man. I can fall asleep anywhere. Can you lucid dream, too? Uh, sometimes. Lucid Damn. dream? What's lucid dream? That's uh, knowing that you're dreaming and taking control of shit. Mm. Like, basically becoming Neo in the Matrix. <laughs> I can if do you that. do it right, it is. I can do that sometimes. Really? Yeah. There are certain things you can buy, by the way, that, that will blink. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, or, you know, beep some light into your eyes. I, I was looking into it a while back, and there's like a lot of different methods you can use. Apparently, the most, um, the most fruitful uh, people that end up doing it are people that just keep dream journals constantly. So like yeah. every time you wake up, you write down exactly everything that you remember, and then like you start to recognize patterns, and you kind of start to figure out when you're actually dreaming. I know. I wish I'd done that more, but like I don't know. It I seems like, like so much fun, it. but it's a lot of work. And, like, uh, it's I a lot. Work, but it's also like a whole god yeah let me tell you this is the craziest dream i had recently sure. uh i was in a helicopter with elvis costello and we were flying ready we were flying over minnesota <laughs> and the russians attacked and uh-huh. a missile came and hit the helicopter the helicopter went down oh, by the way in the helicopter was- it says this this is the most joey thing you've ever said this is actually really common i've been seeing a lot of youtubes pop up about like people that are like you know um in the conspiracy realm they're calling these like you know modern day prophets and whatnot but like a lot of people tend to send tend to be having the same dream right now which is you know basically north korea or russia nuking us. oh right because that's not in everybody's subconscious that's currently. Yeah, yeah get the fuck out of here no, okay, that, i'm sorry that's joey. How conspiracies work continue your story Anyways, I was calling Elvis Costello McManus, which was really cool. The fact that in my dream, I knew his real name somehow. And I probably woke up and I was like- Somehow? We know why. But I woke up and I wasn't able to- It sounds strange. Like I knew like I knew it in my dream, but I wouldn't have been able to like answer that question in real life. Yeah, whatever. that happens. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. And my subconscious knows yeah. that more than my- Okay, whatever. For sure. Yeah. Nobody cares about your dreams. Your I know. That's why I hate this story. <laughs> but anyways, the helicopter went down and Elvis was dying and I like held his hand as he died and I was singing him Working Week because it's my favorite song. Did, did you whisper, you're the real king? I, I should have. <laughs> I said, welcome to the working week. Jesus. Before I start stave two, somebody pour <laughs> some alcohol. We, we talked about this a year ago. Joey, like, what's a stave? I don't remember yesterday. Joey, what's I a stave? I think it's like, it a, like a staff. Oh, I did, actually. I'm not going to look at thing. I did. I you got just a button. He's been replaced. 
It's like a well, Use it your means like a, like a staff of music. I think it's like a verse or a, like a staff infection. So Steve, the, the 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 ebook says staff. Uh, one treated as sing or plural. All the people employed by a particular particular organization. Well, yeah, a staff of six hundred hospital staff were not to blame. So like it's a staff. So. Yes, more specifically, like a staff of music, which this did not say, but I think is fair for you. Would you so kindly pour alcohol into some sort of glass container that I have? Let's let's just do this one. Let's do the sketchy sketch, please. <laughs> Actually, never mind. Oh I give up. God. Take t- the the Coriolanus fucking shit. The what? The Coriolanus. Cor- Coriolis effect. Coriolanus is better. It's funnier. Is it? Be- I keep telling you, the Earth is flat, man. That Thank you, sir. Perfect. No more. More, more, more. <laughs> How do you like it? Thank How do you, you like it? All right. Merry Christmas, my friends. Actually, I ran Did we get enough, to Buster Poindexter yet? Buster Poindexter? Yeah. What does that mean? The ghost of Christmas past. I mean, no. I don't well, know. Maybe. Then, We're still with Jay. Well, ironically enough, by the way, it says Dave 2, the first of the three spirits. I was trying to transition, motherfucker. Wow. Jesus Christ. That was a good job. When Scrooge awoke, <laughs> it was so dark. 2020 that hindsight. <laughs> it was, no, I think he saw it upside down. What? No, I just figured that's next. When Scrooge awoke, it was so dark <laughs> that, looking out of bed, he could scarcely distinguish the transparent window from the opaque walls of his chamber. He was endeavoring to piece together, to pierce the darkness, which is with his, with Jesus, with ferret eyes, when the chimes of a neighboring church ferret struck eyes? the four quarters. <laughs> so he listened. He had ferret eyes. So no, he listened for the, fa- for the hour. I was going to say, like, she got those ferret yeah, eyes. Yeah, no, no. She got Larry David eyes. I know. She got Larry David eyes. It's still the said. (laughs) She got Larry David eyes. To his great astonishment, the heavy bell went on from six to seven and from seven to eight and regularly up to 12 and stopped. 12. It was past two when he went to bed. The clock was wrong. An icicle must have got into the works. 12. You'll shoot your eye out. He touched the spring of his repeater to correct this most preposterous clock. Its rapid little pulse beat twelve and stopped. Why, it is impossible, said Scrooge, that I can have slept through a whole day and far into another night. It is impossible that anything has happened to the sun and that it is twelve at noon. The idea being an alarming one, he scrambled out of bed and groped his way to the window. He was obliged to rub the frost off the sleeve of his dressing gown before he could see anything and could see very little then. All I could make out was that it was still very foggy and extremely cold. Didn't people have windows back then? And that there was no noise of people running to and fro and making a great stir as there unquestionably would have been if night had beaten off a bright day and taken possession of the world. This was a great relief because three days after sight of the first of exchange, uh, exchange pay to Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge or his order and so forth would have become a mere United States security if there were no days in, in no days to count by. Scrooge went to bed again, and thought, and thought, and thought it over and over, and could make nothing of it. The more he thought, the more perplexed he was, and the more he endeavored not to think, the more he thought. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know that game, bro. <laughs> Marley's ghost bothered him exceedingly. Every time he resolved within himself, after mature inquiry, that it was all a dream, his mind flew back again like a strong spring released, to its first position and presented the same problem to be worked all through. Was it a dream or not? 
Scrooge lay in this state till chime had gone three-quarters more, when he remembered, on a sudden, the ghost had warned him of a visitation when the bell tolled one. He resolved (laughs) to lie awake until the hour was passed. (laughs) And considering that he could no more go to sleep than to go to heaven, this was perhaps the wisest resolution in his power. The quarter was so long that he was more than once convinced he must have sunk into a doze unconsciously and missed the clock. At length, broke upon his listening ear. Ding dong. Quarter past, said Scrooge, counting. Ding dong. Half past, said Scrooge. Ding dong. A quarter to it, said Scrooge. Said Scrooge triumphantly. Fucking clock beeps every 15 minutes? Yeah. You know that. No, I don't. Like, all night? Like, the yeah, fuck much. kind of torture device well, for these people? What it actually in? goes is ding dong. And then it goes, wait, shit, hang on. I fucked the song. Um, the what? No. Oh, fuck. What is that song? Carol the ding Bells? Ding dong. No, the fucking... Um, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding It's close to that, though. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. I can't believe more people listen to this than TBC. Ding dong, ding dong. I only know that from malls. Ding dong, ding dong. Dong, dong. Dong. Right, it does that before the hour. The hour itself, said Scrooge triumphantly. Why was he guessing else. it was every 15 minutes? Because it, it does do that every it does 15 a, minutes. Oh it, it, no, it, it first off is a ding dong, ding dong. And the next one it goes ding dong, ding dong. Really? It builds up? Ding dong, ding every, dong. Yes, it builds up every 15 minutes. You can't turn it off minutes. in the AMs? No, it, it builds up every 15 oh minutes so you know God. what time it is. That's the whole point. Wow, so you're, you don't have to look. you're sleeping. Oh, my God. Oh, don't go to sleep. Yeah, ever. That's why. It's ever- London, baby. Exactly. That's why everyone was fucking dying of he the plague. He spoke before the hour <laughs> before the hour bell sounded, which it now did with a deep, dull, hollow melancholy. One lights flashed up in the room upon the instant, and the curtains of his bed were drawn. <laughs> That's not scary. Yeah, he can just erase them. <laughs> I tell you by hand. Not the curtains at his feet, nor the curtains at his back, but those to which his face were addressed. How many fucking curtains he got? The curtains of his bed were drawn aside. Oh, it's like a four-poster with like, yeah. And Scrooge, staring up into a half-recumbent attitude, found himself face to face with the unearthly visitor who drew them. As close to it as I am now to you, and I am standing in spirit at your elbow. It was a strange figure. Like a child, yet not so like a child as like an old man viewed through some supernatural medium, which gave him the appearance of having receded from the view and being diminished to a child's proportions. Its hair, which hung about its neck and down its back, was white, as if with age, and yet the face had not wrinkle, had not a wrinkle in it, and the tenderest bloom was on the skin. The arms were very long and muscular, the hands the same as if its hold were of uncommon strength. This doesn't sound like Buster Poindexter its at all. legs and feet most delicately formed were, like those upper members, bare. 
It wore a tunic of the purest white, and round its waist was bound a lustrous belt, the sheen of which was beautiful. It held a branch of fresh green holly in its hand, and, in singular contradiction to that wintry emblem, had its dress trimmed with summer flowers. But the strangest thing about it was that from the crown of its head there sprung a bright, clear jet flight, which by all this was visible, and which was doubtless the occasion of its using. In its duller moment, great extinguisher for her cap, which it now held under its arm. Even this, though, when Scrooge looked at it with increasing steadiness, was not its strangest quality. For, as its belt sparkled and glittered now in the part and now in another, and what was light uh, one instant at another time was dark, so the figure itself fluctuated in the distinctness, being now a thing with one arm, now with one leg, now with twenty legs, now a pair of legs without a head, now a head without a body, of which dissolving parts no outline would be visible in the dense gloom wherein they melted away. And the very wonder of this, it would be itself again, distinct and clear as ever. <laughs> Are you the spirit, sir, whose coming was foretold to me? asked Scrooge. I am. The voice was soft and gentle singularly low, as if instead of being so close behind him, it were at a distance. Merry Christmas, Movie House! Thank you for listening to another episode of Literally Literary. Merry Christmas, my little snowflakes. Merry Christmas. We'll see you guys next week. Listen to better shows. Listen to Paul Tinkering. <laughs> yeah. These are great shows. <laughs> this was a lovely show. We're going to wow. eat some Greek stuff. Wasn't that lovely? <laughs>